six and a half years I stayed in that day job while I was doing stand-up wow. in the evenings. And now, last night, I did Love at the Apollo. Again, one of the best duos of all time. Forget Kane and Son. Forget Rooney and Ronaldo. Mm. Sheer and Sutton. SAS. Hello, I'm David Vianic. And I'm Spets Gonzalez. And this is Strip, brought to you by William Hill. In this show, we talk to celebrity guests as we get nostalgic looking back at retro football shirts that made us fall in love with the game. That's right, our guests pick four shirts that tell the story of their lives. The first one, the haunted one, mm -hmm. the unforgettable one, and the named one. Amazing, man. Today we have a special guest. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Very, very, very good friend of mine. Hilarious comedian. Has a show on Channel 4 called The Tez O'Clock Show. Mm. Come all the way from Blackburn. He's a huge Blackburn fan. Give it up for Tez Ilias! Tez yes, Ilias. Bro, yes. What's up, Tez? You're right, mate. I'm good. <laughs> you could have come and met me halfway there, bro. <laughs> Those big arms and that. You know what? Reach all the way the across and that. I just feel Tez, man. Every time, I mean, Tez has he's, he's been a big guest on um, if Blackburn signs it down, and we're always talking on Zoom because he lives obviously in Blackburn. But it's I'm 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 happy to have you in real life. I'm thrilled, man. Like, Thank to you so touch much. You, you know what I mean? Yes, because you're on Zoom. You can't. You know it's what I like mean? A, it's like a Facebook relationship. Yeah, you know, when you meet people yeah, and you don't know if they're real. Yeah. I put my face on for this as well. <laughs> on Zoom, I'm like, just, just walking up in it, whatever. But for this, I put my makeup on, not actual makeup, but you know. Cool. I wash my face, is what I'm saying. Of course, man, That's of good. course. Now, you're a big Blackburn fan. Big Blackburn fan. And obviously, yeah. you know that I've just uh, changed teams and I'm supporting Burnley. What's your thoughts on that? I'm not happy. Like, mm. I'm not happy about it at all because, like, because we've got vacancies at Blackburn as well. Yeah. So you could have applied for what? Well, I didn't I mean, know. I mean, probably could have accepted you to be honest. <laughs> like, we're accepting a lot of people right now. So, you, anytime you want to apply to be a Blackburn <laughs> Rovers fan, honestly, it's an open membership. But I didn't remember. I didn't know Blackburn and Burnley were right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we hate each other. Yeah. Some people don't know. What's Derby called? The Lancashire Derby. Lancashire. East Lancashire Derby. Huge, huge Derby, man. Huge Derby. But uh, I've been to Ewood Park. Yes. And, it, you know, I did see, it, you know, the, the little TVs with the brown sides in the stadium. Mm -hmm. So I hope they've got plasmas now. No, no, we've got a nice TV now. We've upgraded. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, 4K HD. Yeah. Blackburn, man. Now, Tez, man, we brought you onto Stripped, of course, because, you know, I said it earlier, we get nostalgic. I know you know about Nostalgia. Mm. What, what, how do you pronounce it? Nostalgia. No, I, say, I like to say Nostalgia. Nostalgia. Yeah, Nostalgia, mm. isn't it? I love Nostalgia. Yeah, just going back in time, we were talking about... Tamagotchis. Argos catalogs. Argos catalogs. Nice. Uh, beads in your house. Mm, and on the doors. On the doors. Did you, did you ever do that thing where you wrap your remote control in cellophane? So like, <laughs> that's nostalgia. Yeah, that's the one, isn't it? Why do people do that? Well, to protect the TV. My mum will still do it now if I didn't, if I, if, if I didn't stop it. She, my mum will still do it now. In cling film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that was weird. That it? was the good old days. Everything was DIY. You know? Mm. Yeah, it was mad. Like, the little, the little... My mum now, we just got new carpets in the house. Mm. My mum has put cut-off carpets mm -hmm. on the carpet. Oh, look, to protect the carpet. <laughs> to protect the carpet. Yeah, that's... In that's 2022, nice. we're doing that. Does your mum hoard? Yeah, yeah, oh my God. Oh, but, like, doing this, like, renovation... Hoarding. I've thrown so many... She's like, well, I can't get rid of that. Like, stuff that's no use whatsoever. So, stuff that hasn't worked. In 2016? Yes. Like a calendar with a cat. 2016? I'm like, mum. You don't need they this calendar. They won't get rid of it. But they have memories yeah. of the calendar. That's mad. <laughs> Isn't it? it is insane. Speaking of memories, man, we're talking about the first one. So it's the shirt that every football fan fell in love with. Like, the reason why they love the game. And you went with the England Home 1990 shirt. Yes. Why this top? This top. So when I first got into football, I actually don't remember that World Cup. I was a little bit too mm -hmm. young for it. Mm -hmm. But when I first started getting into football, mm -hmm. those are the clips that I was seeing on TV. We had four channels back in the day. So like it was limited, there was no internet, there was no Google, none of that stuff. Teletext was just text. There were no <laughs> pictures on it. So <laughs> watching football and watching the highlights of that World Cup, watching Gaza crying, Galinka giving the all to the tunnel, watching the penalties, watching David Platt score against Belgium and that, like, I was like, I love this game. And I love that shirt. So that was a start for you. That was yeah. like, yeah, it, yeah. here I am. Yeah. I mean, look for this. Look, look at this shirt right now. I mean, it's a nice shirt. Yeah. It is nice. It's got like, little shiny bits. I don't like the. I don't like the grey. Like it's like it's like the they want to make it a V top. The collar is strange. Yeah, this is strange. The collar. Because the collar has like a button, but then like it has like a different coloured 
Like a grey bit? You can't have a button there, in a collar. There's a lot going on there, wasn't there? <laughs> just, yeah, just, put, just put everything on. <laughs> yeah, four in one collar. <laughs> uh, and the sleeves? Intr like the umbro in the sleeves, it's quite nice. And the umbro, when it says umbro, with umbro. Mm. Mm. In case you didn't know. In case you didn't know that umbro, yeah. And yeah. I mean, interesting kit. I can't say it's my favourite England kit. What's your favourite England kit? Favourite England I think 96. I think. I think the last. Oh, what's the one Beckham and Owen? Oh, I think 98. Ninety eight yeah, was very baggy as well. Ninety eight was good, yeah. Ninety eight with the red, red numbers, kind of all quite central as well. That red kit we had in ninety six was nice. Oh, that red one, yeah, that was yeah, that was. Did you ever own like uh, England? What was your first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. My first ever football kit was a Rovers one, but I did own an England. I think I owned a ninety six England shirt at one point. Mm. But then you never hindsight in it. I never think to hold get, keep hold of them, and just got thrown away at some point. But I mean, World Cups. Uh, Euros usually in the summer. Mm. Mm. I think if England win the World Cup this year, it would still be weird because like, oh, what you, you won a World Cup in December in Qatar? Yeah, it's like when it's Liverpool won the league in it. It's an asterisk in it. It's, yeah. cold, it's a COVID league in it. It's not really. <laughs> yeah. does it yeah, count? It doesn't count. Yeah. Do you know what? You're, that's a good point. When Liverpool won the league, and I, I watched, I remember watching it because they obviously there was no fans. Mm. It's, I was just like, this, I don't like this because this is like Liverpool's. We waited for this, and it's they've won it like this. And you can really have a parade. Yes, yeah, didn't really win it, I guess. Half of the season, no fans. Mm. Yeah. Fake noise sometimes. Remember? Oh, yeah, TV, they did that for fake a bit noise. as well, didn't they? Mm. Oh, yeah, the restrictions. It the was weird. It was title. a weird, weird, weird Premier League to win. Do you remember the first game you went to? Yeah. 1993, I think, or 92 or 93. It was Blackburn Rovers versus Norwich City in the League Cup, what would have been the Coca Cola Cup back then mm. and the Carling Cup now, uh, or Carabao Cup, sorry. Uh, so it was that, and we won two and all. Shiro scored. What, what, like, why Blackburn though? Why is it just because he was from yeah, there? I'm from there, isn't it, bro. Like, local. He's supposed to be local like, team. Like if you, I, I, I genuinely believe this. If you're from a place <laughs> that has a proper football club, it's gonna cause a debate. Bro, support that football club. <laughs> it's really. cause like, a I, can't, I can't do this. Like all these London boys, yeah, who are proud of their city. <laughs> you're proud of your city. You're proud to be from London, the greatest city in the world. You're proud of your ends. You you rep your postcode and that, yeah. Why are you supporting a team in Manchester or Liverpool then? <laughs> like, when I seen Storms here, Old Trafford, are they, are they not teams in London? <laughs> yeah, you could have supported Storms, you could have supported Crystal Palace. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean it, Storms. That's what I don't. I don't the guy I met him, he's six foot four, innit? I don't, mean, I don't actually mean it. That Storms, was, he's a great guy. <laughs> no, he's a great guy, but he grew up a mile from Crystal Palace. <laughs> like, he grew up in the same ends as Zaha, innit? Uh, yeah. yeah. You've got a perfectly good team there. I mean, uh, I'm with you. I support, growing up, as soon as Arsenal, I realised Arsenal was five minutes for me, that was my team. It felt closer, but now I'm at Burnley. What if you moved around a lot? Or No, no, there's except, don't get me wrong, there's exceptions. If you grew up in like Torquay and that, yeah, all right, you, you have Torquay United and then Sport, whatever, yeah. But like, I get that. But if you're from a proper, if you're from a place that has a proper football team or mm. teams, in the case of London, mm. rough sport one of the minute. I shouldn't have been QPR then. It's true though, man. You, Good you, team, bro. You feel more attached. Mm. Less Ferdinand. You'd have had a great time. I moved around a lot and I came here when I was five, so. Alright. Jamie's so, I mean, a weird one, isn't it? How do you pick the team you support? Family, do you I know get what I mean? it. Like, I, you know, I've, I've got a big passion for Barcelona and that, but they're not my first team. Mm. Uh, you got, uh, do you know what I used to hate when people used to say, uh, when I ask people, who you support? Juventus. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what are you, what are you doing? Doing? How often do you get a Turin? What are you doing? You're from Ghana. <laughs> <laughs> you live here. Why are you supporting? Like, what's going on? So, kids around your yeah. area, and obviously we spoke about obviously the kids, like you know, growing up with Vuj, for example, he's Liverpool, Arsenal. How was it in Blackburn? Was everyone Blackburn or this is part this is part of my bitterness? Yeah, because I grew up in Blackburn, yeah. really good team, and we were good as well in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I, like there, no one knew what was gonna happen in the future, but at that time we were good. Yeah, I got all these kids supporting United and Liverpool in Blackburn. In Blackburn, bro, and I didn't. It's like the same as everywhere else. Every, everywhere you go, kids support United and Liverpool. Now there's be a bit of City and Arsenal and stuff. Yeah, but back then it's all. I just put United Liverpool in the hand smattering full of Blackburn fans. Mm. And she just me off, bro. And so to this day now, I cannot wish well on United and Liverpool just because of those kids. Like, I love City of Liverpool. I love Scousers. I love Manchester. I love the people of Manchester. But because of those kids that I grew up with, and obviously they're my age, like they're adults now as well, innit? I cannot want those teams <laughs> to do well. So when those teams don't do well or they lose or United's current state right now, it makes me feel very happy that those kids and my friends I grew up with are sad. <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did, did, did your friends ever... Because you know there's some people that say they support Liverpool, Man U and all these teams, not being from there, and they never go but to the game. But these kids could not point out Liverpool and Manchester on the map. <laughs> it must be team marketing. It's like market, it must be marketing. Yeah. <laughs> Surely. 
how did you get into football? Because it says, you know, I've heard you, 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 weren't, you didn't grow up in a, in a footballing household. No, no. So I grew up with my mum and my sister, mm. but my dad's a footballer. So he was a proper Sunday league amateur footballer. He's got a cabinet full of trophies. Okay. Like, he's as good as football as I am. Like, he was proper. Like, yeah. he's played football. Like, you know, like, when they have, like, regional finals and stuff, yeah, and, like, yeah. Ewood Park or, like, whatever. Like, he's played football finals at Ewood Park and stuff. So he was proper. So he's the one who got me into football. And I probably supported United briefly when I was, like, eight years old because I wasn't even aware oh, that so Blackburn... you're ex-United. I wasn't even aware that Blackburn had a team. And then in assembly, because I didn't grow up in a house where anyone even spoke about football. Mm. So when we had assembly in 1992, headmasters come out and it's like, oh, Blackburn Rovers just been promoted to the newly found Premier League. And I was like, sorry, what? Blackburn has a football team. And like looking around going, why the f***? Because no one told me this. <laughs> and then from then on, I spotted Blackburn. As soon as I found out Blackburn had a football team, I was like, I'm a Blackburn Rovers That's fan. crazy. It's nice to hear you. Who told you that it was headmaster? Headmaster. He was like, in yeah, Blackburn Rovers. Yeah, Blackburn Rovers had just been promoted Were to you... like, what would have been Division One, but then became the Premier League, innit? And I was like, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm nine years old. And I'm like, sorry, what? That's mad. Blackburn's got a football team. Remember, there's no internet. Yeah. There's no, like, I didn't grow up, like, I grew up with my mum and my sister. They don't give a shit about football. So I'm like, sorry, what? England never qualified for Euro 92, so, like, we're barely even focusing on Euro 92, like, just passed us by because England weren't in it. So we're just like, what? since when did Blackburn have a football team? And you started supporting them. Yeah. So it's fair to say a headmaster, because I, I, I never used to listen to my headmaster Woods, talk. Mr. Woods, bro, I've changed my life. That's crazy. Because Woods. he could have left me and I would have been still supporting <laughs> United and I probably would have had a happier life. Up to the age of 30 at least. Because so there was my, a good chance. So he my life up, really. If he never brought that up yeah. and you found out at 14, 15, you could oh, have just I'll, been... By that point, I would have been cemented, didn't it? United, yeah. But at nine, you're like... You're nine. And, and in that assembly, were you sitting on the bench or the floor? Not the floor, obviously, innit? Was there a bench? Was there, was there a bench? No, no, it was all floors, innit? What? Sing, sing Hosanna. We were just talking about this. We had a bench in year six. Sing Hosanna. Oh. Sing Hosanna to the king of kings. <laughs> Bro, we were belting, belting, belting that stuff out. Church of England school, innit? Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Kumbaya, that. Kumbaya, my lord, and that. Kumbaya, ah, oh, bangers. 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 So just for me, them times, was there anyone still wearing a Burnley top at them times? No, <laughs> I didn't even know Burnley the football team. <laughs> I don't know about the Blackburn what Burnley rivalry, but when I first heard about Blackburn, Burnley were irrelevant. Remember, until, until we got relegated to the championship, Division, division 1, they called it yeah, then. Yeah, Division 1, yeah. Burnley were irrelevant, because we never played them. So they were like a... They must have been like a, Just like a Division blip. 9 team. They were like Division 2. I, I, bro, I couldn't even tell you what division Burnley were in in 1992. I don't even know. When did you first find out about Burnley? When we got relegated. And then it was like, oh, we're playing Burnley this year. And I'm like, holy sh**. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, does, that is our local team. Because I always thought Preston was like Preston our big Burnley, rivalry. Yeah. But it's nice Burnley, isn't it? And then you're like, okay, all right. And I remember that. So they came. So we went to Burnley. We won 2-0. And then they smashed their own town centre up. Mm. Why would you smash your own? Like you're coming back to work the next day in the shops you smashed in it, and that's who you've joined specs. Uh, someone was going to take us to a club in Burnley, so. I mean... Oh, bro, good luck with that. <laughs> oh, we're going to go. I think. <laughs> it looks like it's going, and the stadium's turf more. Mm. Oh, that stadium is is. I'm going to go. I'm, you're coming to us, right? Yeah, yeah, I'll come. Well, a lot of talk about. Blackburn, mm -hmm. obviously Specs now, he's, he's a new Burnley fan. And your Unforgettable shirt, this is the one that you, you can't get out of your head. Mm -hmm. Unforgettable. Unforgettable. Can't get you out of Ooh, right now. Nobody got a little dance around this now, sorry. But, yeah. I've gone off, off track. Uh, your Unforgettable kit that you've mm. picked is Blackburn 1994, 1995, home kit, absolute banger. One this of the is. best shirts of all time. Yeah, you got the blue, got white, and then a blue sleeve, white sleeve on the opposite side, and then the collar, blue, white, opposite again. Mm -hmm. um, oh, and you got a little close. red, a little yeah, red V. Little red. Oh, what nice. is um, what is McQuillan's Lager? McQuillan's Lager. As a drinker, I don't really know, mm. but presumably it's a local brewery, isn't it? That was the thing for retro shirts, though, wasn't it? A lot of uh, mm. Carlsberg. There was a lot mm. of teams. It was, like... all, it was all betting now, isn't it? Yes, yeah. But back yeah. then it was all that. Yeah. And even the, the sponsors, Oasics. Or Oasics. Asics. Asics. Oh, it's not Asics. 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 Yeah. Oh, it's not Oasics. It's Asics. But it looks like Oasics, How? though. No, it's Asics. It's not Oasis. It's A S. Asics. But if I re if I look at it, yeah. O Oasis. Asics. So the O is silent. There's no O, bruv, it's an A. 
<laughs> nah. It's an A, bro. Yeah. There's no O there. There's an O, look. Asics is a proper brand. He's talking about... He, well, he, like the trainers, look Asics. What look, what look, what, look what he's looking at. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an O. Bro, that's a D6. That's so funny. That's mad, you know? So they should have put an O there. I thought that's... Oh! Yeah. Now that's... I see it. It's Asics. Yeah. So that Blackburn, that, that Blackburn shirt is from 94, 95. So mm. that is a shirt you won the league in. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that. Like you're just you're just supporting this team. You've just won the league with Blackburn. Well, it's that mad. Was a won the league. Kenny Dalglish's manager. Kenny Dalglish's manager. It's you know what's mad about it. I was 14 at the time. Mm. And when you're growing up, I'm sporting Rovers. My friends support United, Liverpool. I just assume because there's no Wikipedia or anything to like check the back history of your clubs and stuff. I just assume, like, obviously my team's good, isn't it? Because your team is good, therefore my team's good. We've got this rivalry, we're friends, banter, banter, banter. I thought it'd be like that forever. So I didn't truly appreciate how big a deal it was Blackburn Rovers winning the league. And because I thought well, next year we'll be top two again. The year after we'll be top two again. Just forever it'll be United, United versus Blackburn forever. And I, you know, obviously I'm just so delighted it happened in my lifetime and I got to witness that and I genuinely remember it. I remember that season clearly. Um, but I just wish it happened a little bit later so I could have appreciated it a little bit more. Mm. That's crazy. Because it was it's mad. You, 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 I'll tell you just sort of key thing there. You know, obviously now when you support a team, you can go and check the background, you can see where they are in the league. Yeah. So when you see your team's 10th and they win a the league, it's a big deal. Mm. But just because your friends were United and you were black man, it's like, nope, I, I, I haven't checked nothing. We're on the same level. Yeah, yeah, same level. So it takes away that whole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, hold on. It's like, remember when Leicester won the league? Like, that was. That was a big deal. That was big, big deal. And this yeah. was that. This was that Blackburn Rovers just coming on two, three years later, winning the league from nowhere, not having any sort of. Obviously, they've got big, big, rich history, mm. but that history was like history. Mm. It wasn't like recent history. So there was a long time that Blackburn Rovers did not a lot. And then suddenly coming in two, three years later, winning the league with Kane Delicalish, legendary player. But as a kid, you don't appreciate that. Do you remember the players? Yeah, team? I couldn't remember the full starting eleven. Oh, go what? On. Go Tim, on. Tim Flowers. Yeah. Um, Henningberg, right back. Colin Hendry. Legend. Legend. Mm. Ian Pierce mm. with Colin Hendry in the back. Graham Lasso, left back. Sue Ripley in the right wing. Ripley. Tim Sherwood. Class. Now everyone always thinks there was David Batty with Tim Sherwood, but David Batty was injured majority of that season, and he only played about six, seven games. So it was a legend, Mark Atkins. That was there for the majority of the season. Jason Wilcox left wing. And then one of the best duos of all time. Forget Kane and Son. Forget Rooney and Ronaldo. Mm. Sheeran Sutton. SAS. You remember the first 11. That put pressure on me. Now I've got to... Well, you know what, I'll do it after the show. I'll tell you my, my Burnley 11 after the show. <laughs> Bro, a, a young Shea Given on the bench. Young Shea Given. Oh, my God. You has a Premier League medal. And imagine, like, the following season, we signed Zidane and Dugari. But we didn't. But that's a different. That's a damn. But that's for a different show. There is a different show called Blackburn Siders, which we've discussed. You should check it out. Uh, Spets Gonzalez's show. So Zidane could have gone Blackburn. You know? could have gone Blackburn. You know, man. we nearly got. Um, oh. And then the and then the following season after that, we nearly got. Before Sven came to England, mm -hmm. he'd agreed to come to Rovers, and he's going to bring Mancini with him. So. And and Enrico Johnson as well. Bro, there are a lot of yes, there are a lot of what ifs for Blackburn. Well, did you, do you remember that, the day that, that, that day you yes. won the top? What, that what was day. Like so I was with mm. my cousins, uh, we're in my cousin's house, and we're watching teletext. We are watching teletext, bro. We didn't have Sky in there. Of course. Kids, you know, teletext was working class radio kids, and, and, We didn't have Sky. Teletext used to get views. And we are watching teletext and just wishing, just wishing for this final whistle. United are drawing, Rose are drawing. If United score a winner, we've lost the league. Liverpool score to make it 2-1. Mm. I took the mass in my head. I'm like, I can't, that, we've gone, we've lost. It's done like, I can't, like, we've come this far, been top of the league for like six months, and we just took up on the final day. I, I was like, I was about to cry. And then my cousin's like, United still need to score. And I was like, oh yeah, oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're two points ahead, not one point. So I'm like, yes, United still need to score. And then when that United full-time thing showed up, bruv, it went FT, just changed. FT, bro, FT. when it changed. Because you look at like four pages of results. Yeah. So when it gets like the page, like, I've got now with three pages to get back to that United page. When that FT came in, bro, I was screaming loud in the living room. Bro, just horns, like people driving cars up and down, Blackburn horning. It was mad. It was mad. Do you think that, that day will ever come again? For Blackburn Rovers? Yeah. Premier League? Championship even. 
Oh, champ we could win the championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could win the championship. Premier League, I don't know in my life. I mean, you, you know, who knows what's in, you know, maybe some Bengali billionaire businessman <laughs> will come in. You've had that already, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> bruv. We need those Easter brothers. You know those ones, those brothers that own Euro garages and Asda? Yeah. We need them brothers. <laughs> we need them brothers to come in and buy Blackburn, yeah. man. Please, Easter's, man, what are you doing? You, what's you got big it? now? Tesla. Someone like Tesla coming in and being like... Tesla. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Elon Musk or something. Yeah. He'd, he'd be fitting well, I reckon. I'd be a sick sponsor. I would, I would Tesla sponsor. Would, oh. would, so you guys, that would go hard. Do you still got to play Blackburn games now? Yeah, yeah. Get invited now. It's nice. There's something... I, there, there, I've, got, I've, got, I've got a stone to pick with Blackburn at the moment. Go on. So, you know me, I play for... You know I play for manager. Yeah, obviously. Ben Berriton. Diaz. No, I know him as Ben Berriton on my football manager, FM18. Mm. All of a sudden, Diaz comes along and mm. Chile comes along. What mm. is that? Because he's English on my, my game. Yeah, yeah. So, so what happened to BBZ? We've <laughs> got initials there for Or Babes, as we call him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we signed him from Forest for two more money than we could possibly afford at that time in the championship. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't good. Like, it was flattering to deceive, innit? Like, mm. playing 21 games, not scoring as a forward. That's not good stats. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, what? Like, you know, it's a bit part player, whatever. Suddenly, someone on Football Manager, probably the later one, 1920 or whatever, realised that he has a Chilean mother. Mm. And so this starts doing the rounds on forums and stuff. Gets to the Chilean FA. The Chilean FA, who are struggling for players since the peak of Sanchez and, and Vidal and that, are going, oh, some six foot one English guy. Yeah, let's give him a call up. And he randomly, out of the blue, got a call up because his mum's Chilean. So he didn't even... He didn't even think it was a he possibility. He forgot his mum's Chilean. Yeah, he didn't think it was a possibility. <laughs> and so my man gets a call up to the Chilean squad, obviously says yes, because it's an adventure, isn't it? And he goes there, and from that, because football is such a confidence thing, mm. he's gone there, they've gassed him. Like, the Chilean fans love him. He's, he's and suddenly, he yeah. just came back as a good footballer. Long hair? Longer hair, put Diaz at the end of his... Because Chilean, uh, the Chilean tradition is to have both mum and dad's surname. Right. So he, he, he picked up that tradition, started learning a little bit of Spanish, and, and probably in a stroke accent. See and that, innit, bruv? Like, and <laughs> he just became a... <laughs> Decent footballer. He does adverts in Chile, I saw that. Yeah, he's and he's having, the time, he's having the time of his life. Yeah, yeah. And it was so funny because the Blackburn Rovers, our, our social medias, especially on Instagram, just got overtaken by this Flags. horde of Chilean fans. And so every post, whether it was Bereton Diaz related or not, would just be like, Ben Diaz, Ben Diaz, Ben Diaz. <laughs> and like, we can't even, like, you know, like, obviously on the social media, your fans want to discuss the team in it, your tactics. Sack the manager, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Nothing, bruv. It's all just Chilean fans. That's amazing. It was so funny. That is, that is class. What a story, man. It feels like a, a story fitting to Blackburn. Mm -hmm. That's a proper Netflix like drama. Yeah, that could be a great show. Once because, again, I'd watch that. I'd like, be better than Arsenal all or nothing. Because, like, it's so funny what confidence does to a player. Because mm. I'm like, has like Sam Gallagher, one of the other strikers, I've not got some like, <laughs> like a Bolivian uncle or something. like. <laughs> Everyone needs to find their have South American got, relative. Have you still got Bradley Duck? Yes. You still got him? Yeah. Find out where so, he's... Yeah. No, Bradley Duck's good, though. Yeah, he's Bradley good, Duck didn't need no Chilean grandma. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, good. he's good. He's good. He just needs... Um, yeah, yeah, two, two years out, and it? Just back-to-back -back knee injuries. And even Park, it has those um, pillars, doesn't it? It has mm. pillars. Oh, so you have restricted views as well. Just on one, just on one side. Just the old stand. Yeah, still. It's nice. But they turn the, but they turn the cameras around now, so you don't see that stand anymore. Uh, so nice, the nice stand. So now the cameras are on the side, so you don't see the pillars anymore. But hopefully you guys will be back in the Prem. Club, you're like a Leeds, a Nottingham. We're, we're an Blackburn. OG founder of the Football League in 1880-whatever, mm. before Spex's time. <laughs> and we're an OG founder of the Premier League as well, 1992. Yes. Uh, nah, bring back Blackburn, I think. Bring back Blackburn, that's what I say. Make, make the Premiership great again. Make the Prem. Yeah, we need Blackburn back, man. I mean... What are Bournemouth doing there? Oh, yeah. Just... Speaking of, um, of Ewood Park, mm -hmm. you know, it supports the local community a lot. Mm -hmm. It does. Obviously, you're a Muslim man. Mm -hmm. It has a big Muslim community mm -hmm. in Blackburn. Mm -hmm. And they do Eid at Ewood yeah. Park. Like, yeah. uh, those things are pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean. so there's a community uh, officer who works at Blackburn Rovers called Yasser Sufi. Mm -hmm. Great guy. And he's done so much with Blackburn Rovers. Obviously, he works for the, for the club um, to get them to understand 
that they need to reach out to the community. Because the Muslim population, Indian, Pakistani, Bengali, we're about a third of the population of the town. Not traditionally a football going, you know, a live football attending community, but we love football in it. Like mm. people have this thing about cricket. Well, no, nah, bro, we love football. Yeah. And so you got a few, black people have got a future proof themselves. Mm. It's like obviously we're a young population as well. And so those people are going to grow up. You need them to come and attend games in the future. If you want to fill out Ewood Park in the future, you need those kids invested in the club. So the club needs to do outreach in it, and Blackburn Rovers are doing such incredible work. So we were the first team in Europe, because I think they've done it in like Africa and Asia and stuff, but the first club football, professional football club in Europe that opened their grounds uh, on Eid to do Eid prayers uh, for the local community. That's, that's and amazing. I was there, it was amazing, man. It there was, was a lot was, of people that came yeah, down bro, as well. Yeah, bare people, bro. It was incredible. And like, and then a couple of kids brought out, cracked out, cracked out footballs in it afterwards and that. I remember just playing football on Ewood Park, like just smashing it into the top corner. I said, I, I mean, I missed, but like, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. We got, we got a prayer room in there, dedicated prayer room every match day. And they started doing a bit of halal food and the catering as well. So, so there's a couple of catering stands that don't serve any alcohol and just serve halal food. Oh. So they're doing bits, bro. Like they, they, they're doing, they're doing their part. And now I guess it's up to the community to step up and start attending games as well. Oh, playing football at Ewood Park sick as well because, yeah. you know, uh, I've always said that, you know, Asian footballers growing up, loads sick ballers. They're good, bruv. Sick ballers. So we need some more in, you know, in do, the Premier League. Like, I, yeah. I grew up with these Bengali brothers in Blackburn and they were so good. And I, yeah. and I think, like, if you look at Spanish academies and German academies and stuff, like, they appreciate... Because a- a- Asians generally, like, genetically and stuff, we're not as... Bigger, some of the like Northern European lads in it, like English, like Danish, whatever, like Scandinavian lads. And I think we get a bit overlooked. You know, that sort of age, that tricky age of like 13, 14, when suddenly some of the whiter lads shoot up and become like six foot one or whatever and stuff. And so these totally. Asian breads stay yeah. like five, seven, five, eight. I think they get a bit ignored in that, like, because they're not as athletic maybe at that age. Hmm. Bruv, look at Spain, like, bruv, they dominated yeah. a, a decade yeah. with Iniesta and Xavi. Mm-hmm. And and, 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 man, and like, you don't need to be big if you've got skills in it. And I feel like, apart from Paul Scholes, we never really appreciate that in this country. Mm. And obviously, like with Forden and people like that, it's changing a little bit, I think, now. It's coming last, back, yeah. Yeah, the in the, last, in the last five years. Yeah, but, but we had a lot, like, it was just all yeah, offensive, innit? Just big brutes in yeah. it. Just like, oh, Darren Fletcher can run, so <laughs> make him a professional footballer, innit? We're now going to go to the haunted one. Yeah. A shirt that you know you want to delete from your Bring memory, back isn't it? Bad memories. Yeah, yeah. And you went with England away, nineteen ninety six. Oh my! Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, innit? I don't. It's this. It's, this colour. I like it though as a shirt. At Wembley, semi final. That's all I see when I look at this shirt. Gareth Southgate just going. <sighs> it's an ugly shirt, bruv. Is it because it's associated with a memory? Yeah, possibly. But I can't, I can't disassociate it in my mind. Now this is a, this is this is not a, a, a fun shirt to look at. Aesthetically, I like it though. I think it's cool, but it's too baggy as well. Like in the nineties shirt. It's very baggy. I've got the number in the middle. I like the central central focus of the badge and, and the sponsor. Um, they're grey, like grey lines. A bit of red as well. I don't know. I mean, I like grey it. Grey kits weren't good in the nineties. Remember, United had that grey kit when yeah, they lost to Southampton six yeah. two, and they were and, and, and they changed bit. their kit at half time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There isn't much, yeah, there's not yeah. many grey kits where I go, wow, they did a great in that kit. I don't think it happens a lot. Mm. Like grey kits and, and, and amazing. Like memories. all Saints on sponsoring football teams, isn't it? Mm. For a reason. But obviously, this, this was in England. Do you remember the tournament? I remember the tournament clearly, bro. Alan Shearer in it, Blackburn Rovers player at the time. I mean, that's oh, yeah, after sure. the summer he went to Newcastle, but at that moment he was still a Blackburn Rovers player. And Gaza was, I think, the nation's heart throb, and he was a man that you remember yeah. fondly yeah. from that tournament. I do. She was top goal scorer at Golden Boot. Gaz sure flicking it over, was it? Colin Henry, yeah. He's Black One Rovers player as well. Banging it in full stadiums. But Doing how, that. How did it feel when, when England lost on penalties to Germany? Do you remember that moment where you were? What was the energy like? I was in the living room with me mum, younger brothers. In me mum's car. <laughs> watching it, just heartbroken. And like, just going, I don't. This doesn't seem fair. Because mm. mm. you also, you know, in the build-up, you learn about 1990 when we lost the penalties. So it's like, well, why does this happen again? Surely it's... Mm. No, you had your goal. Now it's our goal. Mm. Like, you've had one. It's like, you know when Atletico Madrid lost to Real Madrid, Madrid. back to, like, Tw- not back twice. in 14 and then 16? Yeah. And, and you're like, 
That doesn't seem fair. Yeah. yeah. Give them one. Give them one, isn't well, yeah. one, have one each of them. Milan and Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah, five. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. When that Milan took nice. it, I was like, That yeah. was nice. Yeah. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah, that was nice. You have one, we have one. Yeah. Um, so I felt, I was like, we were clearly the best team in that tournament. And we've gone to penalties and we've had the chances to win in normal time, which didn't happen, unfortunately. That Sal Campbell disallowed goal. The guys are stretching on the line. And it didn't quite happen for us. Germany had barely any chances in that game whatsoever. And it's like, yeah, like, let us win this. You won on penalties last one. You ended up winning the World Cup. Sartan. Right so uh, in your yeah. like weird 13-year-old mind, you're just like, this doesn't seem fair. Mm. That's, that's, I think that's what like was the heartbreak was. England actually played really good in that game. We, and in that tournament, we hammered Netherlands 4-1. In the group yeah. stages, we were good. That, yeah, we, yeah, England were good. At home, the country was behind them. The music, three lands the on a energy, shirt. That was, three that lands. was the first time. That was the original. Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's weird how, like, you know, Southgate obviously misses the penalty mm. for England mm -hmm. to go out. He's quite sad. He, he has. You talk about full circle moments. He has a full circle moment where he, he, he's back at Wembley, new mm. Wembley. He's the manager. How do you reckon he felt, like, to lose it again? But as a manager, being so yeah. close, yeah, curse yeah. man, sad. Mm. I mean, it was. I think in a way it was good that he was the manager because he could genuinely feel what the players were going through in it. Mm. Like he's like, I'm, I'm genuinely I've actually been here or been a semi-final mm. or final. But like, nah, man, he was and he's, he's a, like he's a great man manager, Garosowski. I think sometimes tactically and stuff, maybe whatever. But like in terms of like man managing, mm. I have a lot of respect for him and a lot, a lot of time for him. And I think he constantly always says the right thing, and I feel like he sticks up for the players, especially the black players really, really well mm. in a really, he's a solid guy in that respect. But, so in that, in that respect, he was the right guy for the job, considering that we missed. And like, they practiced in it. Like the reason why um, uh, Saka's taking a penalty is because he's banging them in and training. Mm. And that's all you can ask for, isn't it? they're practicing it, and then it just didn't happen on, on, on the night. But maybe if you put him on five minutes early, he could kick the ball a couple of yeah, times, it would have helped. Uh, do you know what, even as a football coach, I never understood how or why managers did like penalty shootout drills. Because for me, it's, it's a gamble. It, yeah, I can, yeah, I can yeah, score yeah. past you in goal in training all day, but if I come against you, it's not going to be the same. Mm. It's a different yeah. personal, yeah. do, do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Different no size. No fans in the background. No fans in the background. It's so I never, it's, for me, it's, it's a gamble. Like, that's why if it was my choice, go back to taking penalties from the halfway line. Oh, for like, the, like the Americans? The, like, that's bring, you, you did it at um, Old, Trafford. Old Trafford with yeah. um, um, the, the, the other influencers. That, bring that kind of penalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause that, and that's more entertaining. You can hit the post. Because you had, you had 60 touches before you hit the post. Yeah, so yeah, be yeah. More, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. feel like this run up and hit is just a gamble. Big gamble. I do love watching penalties of the neutral, though. You know, oh, this is not your club. <laughs> you know that Chelsea-Liverpool one this year when they went to, like, 12 penalties yeah, yeah. each? Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. I was there. Like, and the fact that they sick. subbed him on, yeah. he didn't save a single penalty, and then missed... As much as I wanted Liverpool to lose that game, that was so funny. <laughs> what team do you prefer, the England 96 or the England 2020? 96. I think we had, got, I think we had a better defence in 96. I think Shooter's better than Kane. Still? Yeah. Shearer, Shearer, before, his, Shearer before his second big injury at Newcastle mm. was a beast. beast. 100%. And then he had to adapt his game because knees had gone. Mm. He was a beast. So better defence, better striker. Yeah. Midfielders... On paper, I think that midfield was better. But I think this midfield functions better. But of course, Gascoigne was behind Shuren and Shuren. Yeah, yeah. So that three was... That three strong. Strong. Oh. And Shuren and was a good partnership. So... Mm. Euros is done. Mm. We go back to our clubs. Mm. And Shearer. Your hero. Yeah. Leaves. Not like yeah. Harry Kane that stays with his club. No. And shows loyalty. No. Oh, he, well. <laughs> well, a different kind of loyalty. A different kind of loyalty. I think he was gonna go. I think he was ready to go as well. Yeah, it's true. She just showed a different kind of loyalty. Yeah. Hometown club. Yeah, that's hard, man. He's going on the up and up. Mm. Who looked like they were gonna be the next Blackburn Rovers coming out of nowhere, emerging, gonna win the league, blah, blah, blah. Kevin Keegan, another legendary Liverpool player as manager. And Obviously, it was going at the time. It felt very surreal because you're like, he's your best. Like when Ronaldo left United, I guess, in, 90, in 2009 or whatever. 
it was like, raw, like we can't recover, we can't really recover from this. Mm. And so it was, it was, it was very, very sad. But better Newcastle mm. than going to Man United because that was mm. the other option. How much was this deal? Fifteen million. Which so was, that was a, was a lot of money at the time. Fifteen million in what year? To ninety six. Damn, that's like hundred mil now, probably. Yeah, it's more. Oh, than he's that. he's definitely in today's market. He's definitely a hundred mil player. Hundred, hundred percent. But if he was coming off back to back, thirty goals in the Prem season. Oh, that's money. Back to back. But you felt at peace with this move. You kind of understood I it. I want to say I wasn't at peace with it, but I I I forgave it. You know what I mean? I was like yeah. I was like. All right, it's, it's to your home. Because I was like, if it was me going to Blackburn, ah, man, all right, man, fine. <laughs> I get it, he loves it there. There's yeah. a bit of heart involved yeah, in yeah, the yeah, process. Yeah. If you'd gone to United, Man United, not Newcastle, like, oh my God, like, people would have been punched in the face. Mm. Punches would have been thrown at school. I know what you mean, though, man. That, I mean, obviously, when, so, when we got Saul Campbell from Tottenham when I was Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, that was so funny, but my top... The top of course, it, could it you was, imagine it the other way around? Oh, my... Well, Henri going to Tottenham, right? that would, like... Could you imagine? Imagine Henri going to Tottenham. Or, like, when... Like, not exactly the same, but when Van Persie went to United. Yeah, that, yeah, that Do you know hurt, what I mean? Yeah. That hurt. Yeah. Even when Gerard nearly went to Chelsea, I cried. And yeah, he wouldn't even hurt. go, he nearly... That would have hurt. Well, it said he signed, but then, you know, many mm. things happened. I remember when Figo went to Barcelona. I was a documentary oh, they, about they that. Think they, I remember wow. them. Like, the game really got stopped. I can't respect that, man. They threw a pig on the pitch, innit? Yeah. Pig's head. Like, even if Barcelona, I didn't have a soft spot for them, even if I was just a complete neutral, I'd be like, I can't respect that. You know, we're naming some players now. Mm. Um, I think it's a perfect time to go into our fourth kit. It is mm. a named one. It's the one player you would have to have on the back of your shirt. And you've gone for um, Lionel Messi. Yeah, he's, you've heard of him, right? I have. Decent player. I've seen him live yeah. a few okay. times. Right. Yeah, a lot of potential. And that shirt, the ideal shirt, would have been the Barcelona 0809 home kit. Just two colours with... Mirroring Blackburn Rovers, two colours. <laughs> ah, I see what you've done there. Yeah. And it's, it's nice. It's a nice kit. Smooth, obviously Nike. UNICEF. Lovely yeah. sponsorship. I'm surprised with you, Tess. I, I really thought you were going to pick someone like Keith Gillespie. Mm. I mean... Tricky winner. Three steals. average seasons at Blackburn Rovers oh. does not make the cut. Brett Emerton. Better choice. Oh. Morton Gumps Pedersen. Better Morten choice. Morton Duff. Even better choice. But the guy, if it was going to be any Blackburn player. Brett Emerton was cold. Two guy. Oh, two guy. What a ball. He, oh. If he hit the ball. Oh. <laughs> that was his celebration, right? Yeah. What is that? So you're kissing. Like, Chef kissing. Mm. Chef's kissing. Was he shift? was incredible. He had that sort of, not at quite the same level, mm. but in that quality that Iniesta and Xavi had at their peak where almost the space almost moved around then. Mm. Two guys had that quality in it. Maybe not quite in the same league, but he had that quality of like almost like, the guy doesn't move, mm. but the space is just moving around him. Mm. I remember there was a game that, that my dad took, or I took my dad to in 2006, Boxing Day, Blackburn Rovers versus Liverpool. Mm -hmm. Liverpool and Tennessee, Champions League, champ, like Champions of Europe. Xabi Alonso, Gerard in the middle of the park, and two guys played them off the pitch, and we won. And we won that game. He had it. He had it. He had it. Bruv, he had, he had it, bro. Tekkers. Forty fags a bit. Forty fags a day as well. Was he a fight? Was he a, he was a proper guy, bro? He was a geezer. He what was a geezer. Where is he now? But he's not, he's not even coaching now, is he? He's just... Just enjoying life, I think. I think he's like life, one of them like opening a restaurant kind of thing, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Turkish oh, as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they got good food. And like, bro, you've, people forget he captained Turkey to third in the World Cup. He was this wasn't an average team. baller. Like, this guy took Turkey to Hakan third Shash. in the World Cup. That's proper. Mm. And like, they were close. Like, Brazil only beat them 2-1 in that semi-final. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Belazoglu. They were good, man. Yeah. They were good. And you guys have that team. Who was the keeper again? He was fantastic. Oh, bro, like you know, like going like the war, the war thing. Yeah, man. If I if I could have like, if it wasn't Messi, the greatest player that's ever kicked a football, shut your mouth. It'd be two guy. So two guy or Xavi? Two. Xavi was a better footballer. Like that's Xavi's one of the greatest midfielders of all time in it. But like, yeah, but 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 like, two guy was severely underrated. But but Messi obviously is. We all appreciate it. It's almost a bit hack. But what was it that, that it what did you resonate with? Yeah, with okay. So the thing about, so I've had a soft spot for Barcelona. People always say to me about the Barcelona thing. I'm like, the reason 
Barcelona, my second team, mm -hmm. and they started way before Messi. So 94, when Blackburn Rovers was the height of their premiership time, mm. United are a bit of rivals. I hate Man United because my dad sports Man United half, my cousin sports Man United half, the people at school sport Man United. So I sport, I hate Man United. Blackburn Rovers are also their main rivals. Hate this team. Man United in the Champions League 1994, October, November 94, travel to the Nou Camp for a Champions League game and get hammered 4 0 by Romario, Georgi Hadji, Kruman, etc. Yeah, it was Hadji or Sochikov, one of the yeah. two. And get hammered 4 0. And I was like, who is this team that has given me one of the greatest mornings of my, of my high school career? Like, it was just, from then on, I was like, I don't know who this team is, but I love them. Yeah. And they became my second team from that moment forward. Mm. Then they got R9 Ronaldo, who had a legendary 46 goals in 49 games one that was, season. That was, that, incredible, yeah, that was incredible, right? And then they had Rivaldo, who I loved, Ronaldinho, and then Messi came. So, and then, so by the time Messi came, I was already a Barcelona fan. Like second team in it. And so when he came, it was just like that shades of Maradona, making the game look so easy, the intelligence. The fact also that he didn't look like an athlete in it. He's five foot six, seven, whatever he is. He didn't look like an athlete. But there were things that Messi does on the pitch, and people have said this before, that as someone who's played, not that I'm, I'm not good at football, but I've played football in it. And I've played football my whole life. I've watched people play football my whole life. And you can see, even when you're playing yourself, you can see who's good and who's not. And the way, for example, like Cristiano, when Cristiano plays, I understand why Cristiano is so good. He's faster than everyone. He jumps higher than everyone. He shoots great. His awareness, his movement, he's in the right place at the right time. He's incredible. But Messi, the weight of the touch, the fact that he's running at full speed and he passes the ball and the weight of the touch is right every single time. I don't understand it, bro. Like... It's I don't get it. One time. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, he God-given talent. Arsenal were playing Barcelona Champions League, yeah? There's like a new club. I'll never forget this day. And he, he went through. And now Munoz was in goal. So I'm watching it on the TV. So the ball goes up in the air. And he basically taps it in. So I'm thinking, yeah, you know, unlucky, Almunia. You've saved it. The ball's gone up and he's just going to tap it in. When I watched the replay, as the keepers come out, the keeper's on the floor. He's chipped it he's over chipped the dive. It. And then volleyed it in. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? There's nothing. I can't be mad with Arsenal. There's nothing. Oh. It's just the thinking to do that in that. And they needed a goal. Mm. Yeah, because you won the unlock. We, 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 yeah, we won you up. They needed a goal or they were going out. And he's doing that. Doing, I was just like, yep. And then, and then, then he think, and then he's think, thinks to keep in the 44th minute, yeah. like what, first off hat trick. Yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> not normal. He's not normal. It's insane. He's, but that's why I didn't like him. I don't like if, if something's too good, I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that I mean? as well. Yeah. I understand that as yeah. well. Just like, it's not fair. It's not fair. And that was like that, that time of like tiki-taka revolution. Oh. Mm. Spain winning World Cup. Um, and then, and just... then I remember in that kit, they beat Man United, who I despise. Was that a Wembley game? Yes. Mm. No, 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 no. That was, no, no, no. That was, the Wembley game was the next one. But even then, Messi That was the one, him. that was, yeah, exactly. That was the one before, that was the first one. The Wembley game was the second one. And then he scored that header. Because I remember, I remember watching it and there, there was a debate in the studio like who's better, Ronaldo, Messi and stuff. And obviously these men don't watch La Liga, innit? And so just, just and obviously Cristiano's a beast that season in the yeah, Premiership. Yeah. I think he scored 31 goals or something in the league. And obviously Cristiano, Cristiano is amazing. And they like, everyone in the studio is like, Cristiano's better, Cristiano's better. He can score headers, he scores different types of goals. And the fact that Messi scored a header just shut the it's whole like he heard them. Everyone wow. in the whole studio was like, Oh, yeah, he's good, isn't it? Yeah, he's good. Yeah, I guess he's, I guess he's all right. Yeah, the voice. Yeah, no, he's good. Yeah, no, he's good. Oh, he's good, man. All right, man. Sick, man. A year after this, though, let's go back onto you a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Is when you start your comedy career. Yes, 2010. So what were you doing before and how did you shift yeah. into comedy? So I went to... Uni, I did a bachelor's in biochemistry, got a master's in management, Lancaster Uni, big up. And I, I, I got into the graduate scheme in the civil service, uh, one of the most prestigious graduate schemes in the country, and they put me in the home office. And I came down to London for, for work. And a couple of years in, I was just a bit bored, innit? Like, London's a bit, it's not like when you watch Friends, the sitcom, and all your friends live together in the same house, and like, it's not, real life's not like that, innit? No, so it's not. Even though there's eight million people in the city, it's lonely when you're not from here, you don't have family here. 
So I was just looking for something to do and I started Googling writing workshops because I thought I'll go to a writing workshop, do some creative writing or whatever, something to do, meet some people or whatever, cool. And then while I was doing that, I came across a stand-up workshop. And I thought, well, my friends always tell me I'm funny. Like, maybe I'll try this thing. Like, worst case scenario, I'll make a fool of myself, but I'll meet some new people. I can live with both those things. Went on it. It doesn't teach you how to be funny, but it gives you the mechanics of writing and stand-up and do's and don'ts and all that sort of stuff. And at the end of it, whatever you'd learned or crafted over the six weeks, everyone on it, we'd be put on a little showcase for everyone's family and friends. Friend did that. And that was my first ever gig. And it went well. Like, people laughed in the places that I wanted them to laugh in, as opposed to laughing at me. And I just got bitten by the bug. I found the open mic circuit, like the lowest rung of the open mic um, ladder. And I just threw myself into it. And so it started off as a hobby, which became a serious hobby, which became a part-time job, which became a second job, then eventually became my full-time job. And that was 12 years ago. And now, last night, I did Love at the Apollo. Again. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah. That's why I look so nice today. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you don't normally get this, Tez. <laughs> the dopamine is just fresh, isn't it? Tez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I thought, uh, look, I've, I've, have you thought about doing comedy before, like stand-up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about yeah, it once. But it's like, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, like, I'm like, mm. yeah, you got to leave that at the door, bro. You got to leave that at the door. It's like, just can't think especially at the it. beginning as well. It's different for you guys because you guys are, you guys are a point in your lives where you're very well known because you got really good, strong social media profiles. Mm. When I started doing stand up, like no one, I didn't even think, I didn't even worry about social media because it wasn't really a thing then. All these, these things were there, Twitter, Instagram, or just at the start of Instagram, whatever. But I didn't worry about any of that stuff because I didn't, I'm, I'm not a visionary in it. I didn't see that that's where things were going. So I was just concentrating on live. And bro, there were so many times when people didn't laugh. You just got to shake it off and leave it in the room, innit? It's like having a bad day at work. People have bad days at work. You just got to shake it off. You come back, you come back in the next day. And do well. Like, right. But like resilience is like one of the most important attributes for a stand-up comedian because like, it's exposing in it. Because when you do a joke and people don't laugh, brother, is embarrassing. Because you're in front of people and they're not laughing and you're intending them to laugh. Have you noticed that like we're, like we're in a world now, though? Like, especially with like social media and all these like social videos of people doing comedy. Mm. And actually, there's no joke there. Because obviously you're a comedian yourself. So like now, I'm not a comedian, but I can see, I, I believe I can see what's funny and what's not funny. Yeah. But have you, like now as an experienced comedian, do you see these videos think, oh, hold on. Yeah. Comedy's becoming a bit more... Basic, like you know, like, I, like Bernie Mac and all those guys. Yeah, yeah, were incredible. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but I don't yeah, feel legends. like I'm gonna see any more because it's, it's, I feel like it's been. I think TikTok and Instagram, because just because of the way it is, and it's very like just get people's attention straight away. You, you have to get people's attention in five, ten seconds. It encourages and horns like quite basic comedy. Yeah, like there's some stuff like I see on TikTok videos like, oh my god. What does this word mean in French? And like, that's the whole video. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, right, like, how? And it's got like six million views. And you're like, yeah. if you tried that on stage, you would yeah, that's die. Yeah, that's my point. You would die. Yeah. Like, no one's laughing at that on stage. But it's just a different medium. And mm. different mediums require different things. Like, I'm not, I don't think I'm good on social media. Like, I've got a following because people are following me from my, like, Mobina, my stand-up career. But in terms of like, if I was just only doing social media, brother, I'd be dead. Like, it's not my skill set. So, so for me, it's the difference between being a striker and a goalkeeper. Like, I'm just, yeah. like, I can do my thing. Put me, give me a mic on stage in front of people, brother, I'll kill it. But you put me in front of a camera, mm. and you're like, okay, do a sketch thing. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's not really my thing, brother. Like, well, like mm. switch on Instagram Live, and there's no audience, so you're talking to the camera, trying to make whatever. I'm like, I just feel it's not my thing. I feel, I feel, people, you need people I still feel very yeah. insecure like, mm. and like, self-conscious. Even though I'll do it in front of three and a half thousand people, which I did yesterday, no problem. Who was the last comedian you watched like, live? Kevin Hart. How was it, honestly? As in, as in who I went to watch. Obviously, I watched oh, so much comedy yeah. all the time in it because when, I when, work what, in it. Recently or time Bruv, ago? Kevin Hart turned up in Greenwich, up the creek, in Greenwich Comedy Club. This comedy club that hosts 250 people. Kevin Hart turned up, and I knew because they managed me, mm. so I got the heads up in it that listen, there's an open mic night on, where amateur comedians are coming, and afterwards Kevin Hart's dropping in to do a headline set, so I got the 411 in it, so I've turned up, I've told a few people on that, and my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, we've gone in it, but he was so good, because I don't know what to expect, because when you put these people in 
an O2 or a stadium or something. It's not the same. You put someone like Kevin Hart, that biggest personality in the world, in a room of 250 people, it is beyond incredible. He was so good. And that was like that's a, that's levels. A, that's a good point, because when I, I felt like when I watched Kevin Hart on like Netflix from the, in a big crowd, I'm like... Yeah, it's different. It's like, diff yeah. Standard comedy mm. belongs max to smaller crowd. in two, three thousand size theatres. Anything beyond that, 50, I understand 000. why he does it, is yeah. because money. if he's playing, yeah, mm. money yeah. and prestige, mm. and also them, them 20,000 people that he gets to play in one night would then take him 10 shows to play to. So he's doing one night then, isn't it? Mm. So I get why he does it, but the show is not as good as it would be if he was doing it in 2,000 seat arenas, because you lose something in that space. Music Tense. is good in that space. Mm, yeah, 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 you're right. Have you got a goat, comedy goat? Who yeah. is your favourite? Um, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I watched, you see the same way you watch Kevin Hart? The same way I watched David Chappelle, but days I call him David Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, about three months ago, I just, Kojo just messaged me, said, do you want to come watch him? In front of a hundred people? I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. So don't, that, that, I don't fall for them tricks. Yeah, I can, yeah, why yeah. would Dave Chappelle come and perform yeah, for a hundred yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, he does that a lot, doesn't it? They, they took my phones, they took my phones away yeah, at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yep. Same place I saw Kevin, Kevin Hart yeah. perform up the Creek Greenwich, I saw Dave Chappelle there two years before that. Most deaf. Thing is in the room, Yumi Campbell. Yeah, there like, was stars. What, is, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, man. There was stars there. Tez, man. You know what? I might, I might have to start. I might give it a go, man. Give it a go, because you don't know. And also, at least you, then you can say you've done it. Yeah, it's true. You don't know to try, isn't it? And there's open mic circuits. Like, if you don't want to... Ex my advice would be don't tell your friends and your fans on social media that you're doing it. Just go. Just go and try it somewhere. Random some open audience. back circuit, drop in. There's some good ones. I can give you. I can give you the rooms, and go and try it. And if you like it, keep doing it. And once you feel like you've got a good five ten minutes, then tell people. People, if you see me uh, doing stand up or Vuj doing stand up, it's because of Tez, which means Tez takes a percentage, which I'm means I'm he's our a, manager. I'm a, I might have created a monster. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. I'd be like trying to go for a booking, and they're like, "Oh no, we booked specs," and I'm like, "Sick, man." <laughs> Ah, oh, Tez, man. No, I mean, that was a great chat, man. Yeah. Great chat. Um, that's what I love about this show. It's stripped. We've, we're meeting different celebrities. Mm. Go nostalgic a little bit. Go nostalgic a little bit. Then you learn. And you learn. And you might even try something new. I'm thinking about writing courses. Yeah, you see? I was getting a bit bored recently. It's like <laughs> social media. Do a stand-up stand workshop? Best decision ever made. Because my brother, I was like, when me, when I, when I started doing stand-up, I still had that day job. Six and a half years, I stayed in that day job while I was doing stand-up wow. in the evenings. Because I, I don't come from money, so I need money to yeah, live yeah. in it. Yeah. But, but like, yeah, man, it was the best decision I ever made. Because, and now, like, of course, man. Mashing it. Got a mad. show on Channel 4 now. Yeah, mad. Brilliant. People got to check that out. Tez, thank you for coming on, man. Thank it's been a pleasure me, meeting you, bro. I've, 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 the thing is, I've, been, I've met him on Zoom, so now no, it's you like... Met now, right, it's all like... Yeah, yeah. I feel like we're cousins, man. So thank you for coming on, man. Big shout out to our guys at Classic Football Shirts for providing us with all the wonderful football kits you've seen on screen today. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. This has been Stripped, brought to you by William Hill. That's right, and 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. <laughs>